Hey, you were just listening to Neil Soul Artist and today's guest, Olive Blue. You are tuned into the Media Lounge podcast where we discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly. I am your host, Celine Montijo, and on today's podcast episode, we are discussing all good things with Miss Blue. But before I share my interview with you all, I must mention that if you didn't catch yesterday's episode, please be sure you do not miss out. I had the amazing and talented award-winning actress that you know from The Young and the Restless, The Rich and the Ruthless, Victoria Rowell. Make sure you catch that on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and or any other podcast platform. For our new listeners, please be sure to follow the Media Lounge on Instagram at the underscore media underscore lounge underscore, Twitter at the Media Lounge underscore. The new Facebook page is the T-H-A Media Lounge. That is the Media Lounge. Make sure you also visit medialoungechicago.com to read more on today's guest. All right, so... On today's episode, I will be interviewing the very young, beautiful, super talented, and Chicago's very own and contestant of season six on NBC The Voice. Check out my interview with Miss Blue. Something's broken between you and me. Should I feed it or leave it hungry? I don't know what the Buenos dias, Olive. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you? Very well, thank you. So I take it you're back home? Yes, I am. All right. So welcome back. Alice, thank you. To kick off the, you're welcome. To kick off the interview, I'd like to get the listeners a bit more familiar with you. So if you will, Hi. can you share with us a bit about yourself, your upbringing, and sure. your background in general? Yeah. Okay. So my name is Olive Blue. There are no E's in my name, but I usually have a pick in my fro. And <laughs> the pick is actually, <laughs> that's my little thing I like to say, but um, the pick is actually very symbolic for me because when I started my music career, it was a very important time in my life when I was learning who I was, and I was really through my hair, and I was really insecure at the time, so I cut off my hair, and I was just on this journey learning to love myself, and at the same time, I'm, like, challenging myself and putting myself out there and performing with a collective that is Free Soul, mm-hmm. that's F-R-E-E-S-O-L-E, and it's just composed of local rappers, singers, and producers, and even a fashion designer that we're all from the same area, and we all just share the same love for music and art, and our message is really just to spread love and to free the soul of others through our music and let people be comfortable in their skin. And that's kind of, that's a huge part of my own message myself. I want people to feel the same way. I want people to mm-hmm. embrace themselves and, and their natural beauty because it's, you really have to love yourself before you let anyone else love you. And Absolutely. I just try to live that out. I just try to live that out in anything I do so I can inspire people that may have been insecure like me um, because after I learned to accept and love myself, I was I was just able to flourish in all other areas of my life. So that's mm-hmm. kind of how I started with music 
my, I come from a very musical household, though. My mom and my dad love music. My dad can't really sing as much, but my mom can. Um, mm-hmm. And I can just really thank them for starting with good music. Just growing up, I just listened to good music. I didn't necessarily know who I was listening to when I was younger, but I just knew I loved it. And my dad is a huge Michael Jackson fan, and um, that was really where it all started at home. Nice. And, Olive, when did you know that you wanted to pursue music? I Literally, I've like my whole life, I've always just wanted to be an entertainer. My mom tells me stories, and I vividly remember in the living room listening to music that I was playing on the speakers and looking at my shadow because we didn't have a mirror, and I would just dance and try to make these cool shapes. And I just, I just always loved everything about music. I'm also a dancer, so I'm very uh-huh. familiar with being on stage and interpreting what the meaning of a song is. So out of high school, you joined the music collective called Free Soul that you mentioned yeah. on the top of the podcast. So tell us a bit about that, how you got involved and your inspirations, your musical inspirations. Yeah, okay, so Free Soul, so it was like the summer going into my, no, the summer after my junior year when we kind of started, and I honestly did not did not know that I was, like, being invited to a music collective. <laughs> One of my friends mm-hmm. reached out to me and was like, hey, like, we're starting a group of artists, and we want you to come through and see if you want to join. And when I got there, like, he had me sing, and I was like, wait, what? Like, what is this? And, um... But we all connected so well, and it was, like, off the bat. We just shared the same energy and vibe, and that's where we really took off. And for them, they honestly believed in me more than I believed in myself at the time. Mm-hmm. So they pushed mm-hmm. me to keep doing music, writing, and we started throwing shows at a local theater where we all we mm-hmm. all did our own music, but we were all on the same bill. And we mm-hmm. ended up, by the end of the summer, selling out the theater. So we started branching out to the city the next year, Um and going to open mics up there, and that's really how we kind of got ourselves yeah. out there um, to begin nice. with right out of high school. Nice. And then, so for that. my musical, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's so awesome. Like, really, I, I don't know if I would be doing music without them because they really, they just, they have such an effect like energy themselves. You. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did, they did. So I'm so thankful for them. Um, but for musical inspirations for me, definitely, like, Destiny's Child and Beyonce, at first, like, oh, okay. Uh, as a dancer and watching them be so sassy on TV, but they're also so classy, was what I really admired about them. And then as mm-hmm. I got older and matured, Erica Badu and Joe Scott are huge, huge musical influences for me because I just love yeah. how soulful they are and how they hold themselves on stage. Like they're confident and they know exactly who they are, and that's exactly what I want to be. Nice. So let's move on. The Voice. You kicked off the blind auditions with some Erica Badu, yeah. and yes. um, that's where you captured my heart. I was like, oh, my goodness, she's from Chicago. <laughs> I'm from Chicago. She's doing some Erica Badu. I loved it, just your whole style, your presence on stage. It was beautiful. Tell us about your experience on The Voice, what happened there, and you were one of the top 13 contestants. I was. Man, this is – honestly, I almost didn't audition because – I thought it was a scam. Some one of the producers, <laughs> I did, and one of the producers reached out to me, and they're like, "Hey, we've seen your music. We've seen you um, post videos. I, I don't know exactly where they found me, but they're like, nice. we want to open the opportunity for you to audition for The Voice.' And I'm like, who gets an email from The Voice, right? So right, exactly. I looked a little into it, and I'm like, okay, they seem they seem real, and I ended up doing the audition. 
And even after that, I was really skeptical because I'm like, man, I don't know what contracts I'm going to have and mm-hmm. all this stuff. It was really scary for me, but I knew that by pushing myself out of my comfort zone, I couldn't lose anything yeah. because I'd grow in the end. So right. I I did the initial audition in Chicago, and then they pulled okay. me out to do um, – Another one in L.A. before we did the big blind audition, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah. I'm meeting all these amazing singers and artists from around the country, even out the country because we had Selkie from South Africa this season. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? like, how am I supposed to do this with all these other amazing people? But what I realized and what I learned through them was that you can't, you can't compare yourself to someone that you're not. What makes you you is what makes you unique, and that's what people love about you. I don't have to necessarily do what someone over here can do. Like, I just need to do what I can do yeah. and and show that and fight that and be confident, and, and people will enjoy that. So meeting the other artists was another huge part of their journey that a lot of people didn't get to see. We were at the hotel for long periods of time, and it was just new for all of us, so we all bonded a lot. Nice. Very nice. Okay, so during yeah. the season, you sang some Gravity. Uh, you mm-hmm. wrapped it up with Sade, Smooth Operator. I am a huge fan of Sade. I've been waiting on an album. Oh, yeah. She promised to drop one in 2018. It hasn't <laughs> happened. <laughs> so do you like Sade? Is oh, my goodness. Like I love Sade. Yeah. Okay, so that yeah, was I, a fantastic song, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was, okay. I was so excited just watching you perform Sade on my TV. <laughs> I was telling my family, Thank come you. on, guys, you guys got to watch <laughs> how it's and we have to stream Sade on iTunes. You know, her, her oh, rendition thank of you it. so much. It, it was really exciting. I was super excited uh, to see you on there. Again, it was you from Chicago doing some Sade. It didn't get any better than that. Yeah. <laughs> so I did, you I played them. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I took a lot of risk with, like, song choices, especially with my blind audition, because shows like that, they don't they, – they're kind of about big – people that are belting and all that stuff. I mean, it's TV. Everything has to be exaggerated. So me being right. very soulful and – that was also kind of a challenge, and I think that's where maybe I didn't get maybe as much of a popular vote with the mm. ratio of people that were watching. But, I mean, I also, again, with me staying true to myself and that being my message, yeah. I I didn't care about – it would be awesome to win, but I didn't care about that. I was just there for the journey and to really just grow. Yeah, absolutely, and I love that. I I love that. Like you said, you stay true to yourself. You know, you can't go on stage uh, pretending to be someone that you're not. You know, exactly. how authentic will that be, right? Mm-hmm. No, you did things correctly just like you did, and you stay true to yourself. I love that. And you were slaying every look. Tell us about your glam <laughs> What inspired uh, your looks on the show? Wow, well, okay, so – before we went back out there to do to film everything, they had to send them like a style sheet with a bunch of images okay. and outfits of what we kind of want to look like and what our vibe is. Ah. And so I sent that to the wardrobe, and they just took it and went beyond what I could even yeah. think of myself. I mean, they they know what they're doing. They they're working in in styling, and Absolutely. oh my goodness, I was. I was very excited every time we went to some wardrobe fittings to see what they had for me. And, yeah, it was, it was amazing. <laughs> what was your favorite look? My favorite look, it's very hard to choose. I can name, mm-hmm. honestly, every single one. But one of my favorite looks just all together was when I was wearing, it was this purple skirt and a top that was kind of fiery. It was like a crop top. Okay. My hair was in okay. a puff. And I had these bracelets on my wrist that, 
made me feel it made me feel like a superwoman because I Aww. there were these gold long bracelets and I just I just loved the way I felt in that dress and I, I never performed in it it was one of the result looks when mm-hmm. I was um, saved okay. by Blake but I really loved the outfit I did okay. and then of course I the Sade one. one. Mm-hmm. The Sade one, yes. I love that Sade one. And the one where I believe you had performed Gravity. You were wearing, like, some pants and, like, a purple top. Oh, yeah. I just thought it it was simple, but it was you. And it it was beautiful. I loved it. And, okay, so your biopic, the one that was sent over to me where you had, like, that orange dress and your hair, was it in locks and Mm -hmm. kind of like a braid or long ponytail? That's a classic one. Yeah. I love it. That, love that was it. awesome, too. That was fun okay. to play with that ponytail. <laughs> was it heavy? No, it, it wasn't. It really wasn't it was heavy, it? Oh, okay. but it was it, okay. it was an awesome accessory for the performance. Olive, you like to educate others on natural hair. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, so, um, well, natural hair really has recently um, become more of a popular thing for people with hair like me and Mm -hmm. there's not as much knowledge out there because there are so many different hair textures and hair types you can look at a video on youtube and try to do this this hairstyle that someone's doing and it comes out completely different on your head so it's it's really hard to learn your hair yourself and then also to find the knowledge out there that caters to your hair type so even for me now like i still struggle with that sometimes and it's just a lot of work, and what I like to tell mm-hmm. others is, like, things that are worth having are things that don't necessarily come easy. So right. I, I would never go back to not taking as much care of my hair just to have it be straight and have it chemically straightened. Right. It's much better to be healthy, and, and I want to promote that to other people, that you don't, you don't have to follow the quote-unquote beauty standard because it's not, it's not real. Like, who you look up right. the definition of beauty, and you don't see a specific picture that pops up. And um, I just I just really want people to really know that there's nothing wrong with their hair, no matter how curly or how hard it is to manage. Mm-hmm. And it can really, really be frustrating at times. Uh, yeah. That it's beautiful. It's what makes them unique. No one can replicate your hair. So I really educate myself on that. And I want to actually end up having an organization designed to promote that natural beauty through hair and educate people on how to do it. Because even my mom, when I was younger, she told me she permed my hair because she really just didn't know how to manage it. Mm-hmm. And that knowledge, it should be out there, but it's not. And it's even though it, okay, it is kind of out there, it's not as organized. So I want to make a platform right. where people can go to, put in information on what their hair is and get straight to the information that they, that they need and just right. have a community for us all to talk to each other and explain our stories and learn about ourselves through each other. Absolutely. I love that idea. And you make a valid point. We need to learn how to embrace our natural beauty, our natural mm-hmm. hair as well. I have curly hair, and for years I straightened it. And just about every picture that I have out there on social media, it's me with my straight hair. And it wasn't yeah. until maybe late last year where I said, you know, I'm just damaging my hair. I it started thinning, and I just started taking better care of my hair. And yesterday I finally took a picture. Oh, my goodness, my hair was my hair is getting curly again, and I'm loving it. Yes. I'm loving it. 
I just have to learn yes. how, to, how to appreciate it. It's a me, and you're right. It's a lot of work. And, you know, curly hair, it's like when you wash it, when you style it, it looks great. But the next day, it's just crazy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I it's really important to know how to wrap it at night. And right. a lot of okay. times, like, you do have to just redo the whole style. <laughs> right. Sometimes it's just easier to just go ahead and redo it. I'm like, oh, boy. But you know what? I'm starting to love my natural hair, and I'm starting to embrace it. So I'm really happy. Yes. I'm glad yes. you're touching on that. I love that. And Alex, to say you've already had success in 2019 is an understatement. What is next for you? Okay, so what's next for me is actually what I was starting to do before I was on The Voice, I was working on a project that the ideas were forming, but since I've been on The Voice, I I know exactly what I want to do and the sound that I want to create. I have some singles in the works to be released as soon as I can release them. Um, I also have performances. I was performing a lot before I was on the show as well, but I stopped, Mm -hmm. like, I stopped a few months before because I just wanted to focus solely on the voice, so I have some performances coming up this summer. Um, June 22nd is a date that I'll be performing at Navy Pier for the Shy Soul Fest, and it's going to be beautiful because I went last year. It was their first one, and the stage overlooks the lake. And it's just awesome. I hope everyone can come out and have fun and enjoy yes, and new artists. that's huge. Chicago, you heard that. And it's that free. And And it's free. All right. There's no excuse, right? No excuses, man. It's a <laughs> I Saturday. I love that. So, Olive, whenever I see you around town, I'm going to go catch one of your performances. You need to promise to take a picture with me. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna of course, of then, course. Okay? Like, hey, I'm coming <laughs> yes. for that picture. <laughs> yes. All right. I love it. I love it. And I will continue to follow your success. Listeners, um, please continue to follow Olive Blue. She is just getting started. She is doing some huge and amazing things. Olive, where can the listeners find you on social media? You can find me anywhere at Olive Blue, and that's O-L-I-V-B-L-U. There are no E's. Um, I might pop up still, but don't put any E's in Olive or Blue um, sorry I made that difficult for you guys, but um, that's where I'm at everywhere. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Before we wrap up, I do have one question. I was curious, is Olive Blue your stage name, or is that your real name? It is. It is my stage name, and actually my stage name came about from Erica Badu because, uh-huh. again, like I'm very inspired by her, and I just was like, okay, I don't necessarily want to go with my first name because there's an artist who already has my first name, Janelle Monae. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, Erica Badu, her first name is Erica, but she changed the spelling of it. So I'm like, okay, I'll go with my middle name, Olivia, shorten it to Olive, and her favorite scat sound is Badu. So I was like, okay, what's my favorite? I have to think of a favorite something, and I, my favorite color is blue. So I love so it. So that's where I all of blue it. came about. Okay, yeah. I was curious yeah. about that. I said, okay, let me ask because that's a wonderful name. I love it. It's very catchy. Alice, thank you, thank thank you. you so much for your time this morning. It's been a pleasure to have you on the Media Launch Podcast. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Listeners, make sure that you guys continue to tune in. I will continue to bring you further celebrity interviews. I am excited as to what I'm doing in 2019. Um, Got some good people lined up for everyone else to listen. So stay tuned. And, Olive, I wish you the best. Everyone have a great, great Memorial Weekend. Until next time, ciao. Thank you. Thank you, Olive.
Show you.